Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. As you know, I'm Cam Hayward. You know Hayden Walsh. But Joe Hayden, uh, three-time Pro Bowler, 29 interceptions, 158 games. Uh, one of my favorite teammates. Um, I was excited to hear when we finally got to become teammates. And we'll talk more about that later. But Joe Hayden, how you feeling today, brother? Man, I'm feeling good, bro. Thank you, Cam. Feelings are always mutual. You're my guy. Yeah, I am your guy. But, you know, you've been at the golf course too damn much. You haven't had time for me. You know, bro, I'm, I'm trying to get my kids right, bro. I saw the Tiger Woods documentaries. You got to start them young. You got to. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about documentaries, too. Um, but, you know, since you've retired, um, how much golf are you getting in? And who's the best golf player or golfer you've been around? Um, I would say I've been doing a lot of golf. Um, I said when the kids were in school, I was probably golfing four to five days a week. You know, and then when they're since they're out of school, now I'm taking them with me. So we're doing it probably two, at least two, two to three times a week. You know, so I'm I'm golfing very, very consistently, bro. And uh I would say probably the best, the best players I played with was, you know, Ben's not bad at all. Ben's okay. was good when I was playing there NFL wise. Patrick Peterson's pretty good. Yeah. Um we got J.R. Smith is really nice. Did you and see him? Did you yes, yes, I saw the doc. Bro, he was so good in it, bro. So he was nice in that. And then uh, it's a couple of dudes at my golf club, bro, that are like scratch. We got a couple of like plus ones, plus twos. So play with some nice dudes. Who's the worst? The worst. My dad. Oh, what players my, are the worst? Yeah, give me a what player. Give us a player. What players are the worst? I know TJ's not very good. TJ's not too good, but he's not the worst. <laughs> um... I mean, let's let's see. I, I, players don't really go out if they're bad. Like I, the dudes don't. I mean, dudes that I've been playing with, they won't come play with me if they don't know how. They don't know what they're doing because the clubs you're going to, you will embarrass yourself. Like you, it's not a good feeling. You know what I'm saying? If you're hitting your eighth shot and dudes are putting for birdie, waiting for you. So like dudes are like this. No, I'm not about to go out there and embarrass myself. So not. I've been playing with too many bad dudes, but when I go with like my friends, they'll be. They don't. They don't care. They'll just be bad. Well, like, I'll, I'll say this, and then we'll get, jump into some NFL. But there was a time, me and you went out. We had another player with us, uh, Stefan Tuitt. And yeah. <laughs> down, he was the best golfer. <laughs> and, you know, we get out there. You know, I, I, I didn't go in y'all's group. But then we caught up to you guys. And he was like, watch this. And it goes straight into the lake. <laughs> and we like, played with a good dozen balls that day, bro. I mean, he was he was not he was not the best, but he he was there with the vibe. The vibe was on yeah. point. Me too. I'm I'm not the best, but I like to have a good vibe. Good vibe. Um, but let's start let's start with the NFL. Um, there was some viral news today. Uh, there were some guys talking about uh, they need to catch the ball as a receiver with your body rather than your hands. How do you feel about that? That is that is not what we were taught. <laughs> actually, <laughs> it is. Stick your arms out as far as you can. Extend them. Keep your hands away from your body. So yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It might be situational. You know, when it's raining, it's wet outside. You got to maybe you know body catch. But 
I've never really been taught that in my life. So I was extend your hands. Well, you got alligator arms, kid. What are you scared of? Put your arms, take your hands up and go get that. So yeah, I don't know about that one. Oh, um, but I want to I want to say this though. Like, uh, is wide receiver a harder position than cornerback? No, not even <laughs> close. Not even close. I'm not going to lie. Those dudes are some of the most gifted athletes, though, being able to stop, start, move. But we're doing the same thing backwards. Yes. So I'm and not knowing. And then now we can't touch them. We can't touch them within five yards. So, you know, and then the, the safeties, they're not scared of Minka and them coming across because you can't just clean their clock like the way you used to be able to do and just like intimidate them. Now they're just running around grittying on you all day. So I'm just like, dude. I think wide receiver, it's a very difficult position because they're acrobatic catches that you this they're getting their skill level, their talent is amazing. But cornerbacks playing those dudes man-to-man coverage is still, I think, one of the toughest things in football for sure to do. Yeah. Joe, how many Joe, how many positions in all of team sports is as difficult as corner? I don't know. I think quarterback, I think quarterback, honestly, is probably one of the most mentally hard positions because you got to know what everybody's doing. You got to know your job. You got to know defense and checks and all that stuff. And I'm never going to take that for granted because they're literally another coach on the field when you have a uh, when you have that guy that can really be the quarterback. So I think quarterbacks one. Um, but for for me, then I athletically, I don't know what else is really like just being able to move with the athletes that we're covering, you know, being big, strong, fast. And the quarterbacks are dropping dimes. So it's not like you, you'll be out there covering all day and you'll be right on there. You think it's good. And I love Coach T because he say a good throw and a good catch is always going to be good coverage. You know what I'm saying? They could put it in the spots where we can't make the plays. Like this, all right, just make it the next one. You know what I'm saying? Just that you got to you got to tip your hat to them. So I think corner is the hardest, but quarterback is mentally one of the, the, the toughest spots. Who was your toughest cover? Antonio Brown. <laughs> you were a part of those games and I was getting hit up in Cleveland. But you know, that's, I mean, that's what it was. I, I felt like I was one of the best corners in the game. So it was man-to-man coverage. It wasn't no safety over the top. So I, sometimes he, he definitely got his on me and I felt like I got mine. But you're going to get your respect when you're like, man, you're going one-on-one versus AB. Like, you, there's no dude roaming over the top. So he was by far my heart. I mean, not by – it was him, it was Calvin Johnson, and it was Premier uh, Odell Beckham and uh, Julio Jones. Those are my top four, like, toughest covers that I had. So, like, being a corner, like, is it a cop-out if you got a safety over top? Oh, for sure. But I'm not going to be mad at it. Like, I mean, when you're in position, <laughs> you know, if it's coming up where you have man-on-man, you got to win your downs. Like, this is the good part. You're out there for 60, 70 downs. You're going to have a couple times where you need a safety over the top. You know what I'm saying? They happen to throw it on that one, undercut it, make a play. I'm not mad at you, but. If you're playing on those single coverages and you got that dude, you're pressed up, that's that's just respect. That's out there where we're out there getting it. So I'm not mad when they do get some help because, I mean, God, you're covering them the whole field running around. So I need a couple two-mans. I need a couple minkers, you know what I'm saying, get my back. But besides that, you know what I'm saying, normally go out there and, and cover those dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. It's it's Tuesday. It's about 3.30. Um. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the worst NFL days um, every year. Guys getting cut. Um, I feel horrible about guys, you know, trying to find a new job, start all over again. Uh, But one thing this day I do remember, um, or 
or was it right before? No, it was the week of the game, right? Or yeah, it was right. It was right. It was the day before the last preseason game. Right yeah. before the last preseason game. Yes, and tell us how that all transpired, and then you becoming a Pittsburgh Steeler. Man, it 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 was wild because probably three days before, uh, I, we and my agent were talking, and I was kind of talking to the to the front office of Cleveland. We we're trying to figure out like what what was going on because we were hearing some rumblings. My agent was hearing rumblings. They were saying, "Oh no, nothing's happening." Da da da. da. I'm like. Man, when there's smoke, there's fire. Nobody ever been talking about me getting <laughs> released before. This is looking a little crazy. So I was talking to Drew, like, look, man, if it goes down, like, just start looking around and just let me know what, what's up. And uh, Pouncey started hitting me up, you know what I'm saying? And my, my biggest thing was I wanted to go to a team that I thought was going to be a contender. And I, no disrespect, I mean, I loved, I loved Coach Tomlin. I loved the way that the Steelers went about their business. Yeah, I had Big Ben, you had AB, it was Le'Veon. It was great defense. And I just love the way y'all went about your business. So I was like, if I had a chance to go there, I mean, that'd be one of my top picks. So ended up being Miami, uh, New Orleans. They offer more money. They offer around like 11 million a year. And the Steelers offer nine. I'm like, man, I'm trying to go to Pittsburgh and see if we can make some shake. So, man, I was just super excited, man. And I pulled up the first day. Um, it was the preseason game. Y'all playing the Panthers. That was my yep. first day. I pulled up to the hotel. Man, just and y'all welcomed me, bro. So, so good, man. So it, it just it felt like home. Y'all made me feel like a part of the family. And it was a lot. I got so much respect. And I think that's what I'll always remember. Everybody was like, man, Joe Hayden, what's up, bro? Like it was just, it was like y'all respected what I did out there. So it made me already feel like it made me feel like a part of the family. So I appreciate y'all for that. But it was a wild, wild time. Bro, it was beyond wild. Like I remember it got cut and then you know, I remember Mike T saying, "Oh, he's already on the he's on the, on the flight over here." And I was like, "Oh, damn!" Like we didn't even talk about this. I was like, "Mike T, I was gonna try to recruit this guy, but you already got it done." Oh man, yeah, man. Them, them dudes. Then, soon as when we found out that the, it was rumblings of me getting gone, uh, Coach, I mean, uh, Drew, Drew was like, "Yeah, the Steelers are the Steelers are definitely very interested." I'm like, "Okay, okay, love to hear it." <laughs> What's been the biggest difference between playing for the Browns and playing for the Steelers? Um, I would say honestly, bro. Every time I say it, it's it's organization, it's organization wise, and I don't think you would really even know because you've never been nowhere. You got a gun. You have nowhere to kind of compare it to. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just a relationship that well, well, Coach Tomlin is one of the greatest coaches of all time. So if you have a dude like that leading you guys, the team meetings, the way that he's talking to people, and the way that he's able to deliver a message where everybody understands exactly where he's coming from, and then just the the management, keeping the good players. Like, you know, you know, I was when when T.J. Watt, Mika was going through their contract things. You were like this, bro, shut up. You're like, you're not going nowhere. They're going to pay. You You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know that the Steelers are going to take care of the great players that are doing the things that making the organization the way it is. You know what I'm saying? So I think just that thing of just knowing you got to do what you do. The standard is the standard is something that Coach T does, but he practices what he preaches and then treats the really good players. Like the locker room kind of controls itself. Like you, great leader, T.J., Mink. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pounceys, when they were there, like, it was just dudes on the team that you knew were very, they were going to be on their job, going to be dependable, and, like, y'all just continue to keep those dudes coming around the line. Like, every time somebody gets a contract from the Steelers, that's going to be, like, those are the lifers, those are the dudes that are, like, the heartbeat of the team. So, I think mainly just keeping that and then having great coaching staff. You're talking good about the Steelers. I'm going to give you a chance to talk some good about the Browns. Give me an underrated teammate you had at the Browns underrated teammate josh cribs mm. 
Josh Cribbs, I think he should be Hall because he's probably one of the best returners out there of all time. And he was doing it consistently, and he was going out wide receiver. Like, Josh Cribbs is a buckle your shoe strap. He just come on out there working, grinding, getting it done. So I think Josh Cribbs is one of my underrated teammates from Cleveland that just doesn't get as much love nationally. I think Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh people will respect when I say Cribbs, but everybody yeah. else is like, dude, you got it. Like, Josh Cribbs is a dog. Yeah. Do you think returners don't get the respect uh, when it comes to the Hall of Fame? A thousand percent, you know, because I think, I mean, the Hall is a very, very exclusive class. So when you do it, you if you put a returner in there, they had to be like the Devin Hester's, the Josh Cribbs, like that's why. But same time, they want to get you a little bit like, did you do some corner? Did you do, some, what are your offensive stats? Because the Hall is the Hall, bro. Like you don't want to just start, not, not knocking the returners, but you don't want to word the Hall. You know what I'm saying? Like you want the whole to be a very exclusive class, so like that's that's why I can just like respect that. Okay, favorite underrated. But they, but they need their but they need their class though. They need their class like they, they do. That should be in the in the hall of fame. There, there's got to be a section there, right? You know for sure because they are. I mean, it, there's kickers in there, so they got to yeah. be like Devin Hester's and their <laughs> return is there. Okay, so give me your favorite underrated Steeler teammate. My favorite underrated Steeler teammate. Favorite underrated Steeler teammate. Dang, dog. Hold up. Let me think. Underrated Steeler teammate. Someone who doesn't get the love. Someone who doesn't get Deontay Johnson. Mm. Deontay Johnson. Because mm. I love Tay. He's a worker. Yeah. He's a run, he's a route running phenom. When I first got there, I already knew. I'm like, oh my God. When he was yeah. running those deep dig routes, I'm like, he's not stopping. That's going to be hard to cover. <laughs> That's going to be hard to cover. The way he comes out of his breaks, he accelerates. He works hard in the offseason and be in practice and his craft and route, and route running. So mm -hmm. I think that him, if, if, Picky, if Kenny Pickett is throwing that ball like he's doing in the preseason, it's going to be trouble. So I think that he's going to get a little bit more recognition than uh, than he's getting now because he's he's nice. Yeah. What do you what do you think about that combo between him and George Pickens? Having Deontay okay. Johnson and George Pickens out there, like how deadly is that gonna be? I don't know, bro. It looks crazy <laughs> from the outside looking in, just being a fan from it. Cause I'm like, man, if it's one on one outside, look off the safety and throw it over there. The yeah. dude is showing like it's not a 50-50 ball. It's a 90-10 yeah. ball. You know what I'm saying? 90% <laughs> is gonna catch it. Three percent, they might catch a seven percent incomplete. You know what I'm saying? Like he's <laughs> he's mossing dudes very consistent. You know what I'm saying? It's like and, and you just don't do that. It's not fluke. It doesn't look fluke. It looks like he's he's getting it done. So if he's gonna be like that dog and Deontay is route running and getting it done and Pat, you know what I'm saying? And you know Najee's being able to be able to open it up for everybody. I think everybody's gonna be able to open it up for each other. So I mean the weapons are looking nice, bro. No joke. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about what you think the Steelers are going to finish in the season. But I want to okay. shift gears and talk about college football. You got inducted to the Florida Hall of Fame. Uh, what a big honor, dude. I just want to say we are so happy for you. Thank uh, you. How do you feel about Florida not being ranked in the in the preseason? Man, I mean... <sighs> We got to show something, though, bro. Like, we got to – there's still, there's still a chance. It's early. I'd rather us not be ranked early than not be ranked late. So, yeah. we can we can win our way into getting as high as we possibly want to do. We got the schedule to do it. So, we yeah. got we start off with Utah. They're ranked. We're not, you know. So, 
we got to make something shake, bro. Like, we got to start winning games. Like, yeah. that's that's all it is. Like, all the recruiting, all of the jerseys, all of the facilities. Like, if you're not winning games, you're not, it's not talking about nothing. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OMAHAFULL and then place your first bet. Up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer must be valid. Must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wage only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount or qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to the Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio. Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Well, you guys got the national championships. You got the, you got the documentaries. You, you, you're we'll on. That's because we were winning natties. Because we were winning natties. <laughs> that's why we got the documentary. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the documentary. Yes. Uh, Netflix came out with Untold, Swamp Kings. Uh, and I'm going to be pretty honest. I didn't like it. You know, they didn't feature you. They didn't feature <laughs> Kelsey's, um, Carlos Dunlap. I, I just felt like. There was a lot missing from that documentary. How'd yeah. you feel? 
Um, you know, I think they did the best that they could do with what they had. Um, we were all in the group text. Uh, they they had me, Percy, um, Tebow, everybody that was in the documentary, and then the guys like Dunlap, myself, uh, Percy, Pouncey Twins that weren't in the documentary, talking about doing it, talking about not doing it. Everybody has their own reasons for doing it and for not doing it. Um, I just think that they gave us what they, the story that was told was a told story kind of, you know, I think that you got some of the stuff like the mat drills, that was insane. I'm so glad that they showed you guys that because that was one thing that I didn't think was legal back in the day. But <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, did yeah, yeah. Like my wife was looking at me, she's like, you were doing, I'm like, I tried to tell y'all it was crazy, but you wouldn't understand unless you saw a video. But like that, that one thing that they showed, that was my, that was my best, one of my best parts of the thing. Cause I'm like this, yes, show them what we were doing, how we were training, because it was insane. It was literally insane. So, I mean, I felt low key brainwashed out there as a child, but you know, it, that they did what they had to do to get us to work at a crazy level. Okay, two things with that. First of all, my wife saw that same episode and she was <laughs> like, that happens at Mattros. I was like, no, it don't happen like that. That doesn't happen everywhere you go. Oh, yeah. uh, and then the second part was, you know, when you look at that, like, how was that allowed? Like, the elbowing, the choking, the fact that the one guy was about to pass out. And he this, this is what I'm trying to tell you, Cam. And and this is what I'm trying to tell you. And that's why I like that. Like, I, I like, I don't, because a lot of things, it was, it was, it was wild back then, Cam. Yeah. It was wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, they gave yeah. it with like, dudes getting arrested from there. A lot of stuff was getting covered up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it was, it was going down. So I'm like, I don't want to be able to bring it. If we're not bringing up, really talking about it like i'd rather just chill say the good stories or whatever okay it's cool but it's we're bringing up look there's nothing good that will come out of you know what i'm saying talking about what really went down back then so yeah. that's kind of where where i was sitting um yeah. but but that mad drills bro i literally seen probably 20 dudes get like passed out like 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 from from choking to boom like sleep and they come pull them off the mat tapping them on the face put the stuff under their nose like bro it was not legal but like <laughs> it, 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 it was crazy it was the grind it was like that yeah that mad drills we, we did it for three years i was there we did mad drills yeah. every year yeah well yeah. like i i remember at ohio state hearing mad drills got crazy and i was like oh they're just regular mad drills but now like once urban got up there i'm like everything was changing and i know he was trying to get rid of players because he wanted to bring in other players so i i can only imagine when we're out there well, that joint was crazy. <laughs> when they recruit you, Joe, do they tell you that? Like, do you have any idea what's coming when you get recruited That's by zero. them? Zero. Zero. Had no idea what I was walking into. Joe, you but know what I don't... thing about it is, though? Like, I was getting recruited by – so I had Chris Rainey on my visit, Dunlap. The Pouncey Twins had already went. And it was between O State and Florida for where I was going to go to school. So now, now, now looking back at it, I'm like, I think I made the right decision. I know you guys want to match the Don't get that wrong. I'm not going to lie to you, though, bro. Like, I mean, you know, like Tebow wasn't getting choked. He was doing the choking. That's the one thing. Like, you just, you, you get treated like they treat your, you treat your stars like stars and your shit like shit. That's real life. Like, yeah. Tebow wasn't getting, he wasn't getting choked out. I, I, I was, I might have to get out of choking like my, my freshman year, but after that, I was the one probably doing the choking. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's set up in a way where, like, he's going to set it up the right way, bro. It sounds crazy, but 
Yeah. Like, yeah, that was going down. Well, like the funny thing he's Tebow said, like he was talking about the workouts at night at like 12 o'clock at night. He was like, these are some of my special memories. And I'm like, I don't think Joe Hayden's going to say that. I mean, I don't think those were my greatest memories. <laughs> but for a fact, the one thing I will say, Tebow practiced everything he preached. That dude was one of the hardest workers I've ever seen in my entire life. And the one thing I'm not going to lie, myself, and they'll let, they'll let you know. I think they, the other thing, too, they didn't put people in the documentary that weren't in it. Like we yeah. talked about being in it and then we weren't in it. So Percy could have yeah. been in it. I could have been in it. Dunlap could have been in it. And the Pouncey's could have been in it. And I think those are the dudes where the story, like you said, there's a lot of stuff with with, with, with us that would have been lit about the story yes. by the man, from my perspective of the times. Cause we were outside. It was a good time. It was a fun time and we were balling, but like Tebow really, 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 really worked hard. I work my tail off. And I think that's really kind of what my dad, you know what I'm saying, as a kid training and getting through that stuff, but the like grind and the push and the making you like just get to the next level. I think that I matched Coach Myers like with that work ethic and that really like just getting it in. So I think Tebow was low-key crazy and I was low-key crazy. You have to be to like buy in and really be like, yeah, the, the best players are doing it. So, you know what I'm saying, you have no choice. And that's when Spikes really bought into it in the in the film. I think that's that's what really happened after his freshman year, his sophomore year, he was locked in. Yeah, like I think I'm gonna start my own production company, and we're gonna do a Florida Gator documentary again, and we gonna get all the stories. Don't get, yeah. don't get wrong, man. No, brother. I mean, because you seen Johnny's story. I love my man. He he came out there and told it all. How, how do you feel about the Johnny Manziel story? What what do you think? Um, I mean, you know, I was there in Cleveland when he got drafted. So, yeah. I mean, we, me and my wife were there um, when we we tried to – we kicked it with Johnny. Johnny was a good dude, man. But end of the day, Johnny was a wide receiver playing quarterback in the NFL <laughs> as far as, like, how much tape you're going to watch, how much film you're going to need to do. So, it was just a different game with Texas A&M running around making all the plays versus knowing what your offensive linemen have to do, knowing what the defense have to do, knowing your checks, being able to tell – grown men where they have to do and they already know their job you know what i'm saying so being a leader of men i don't think he was ready for that as much as you know what i'm saying just being able to go out there and play football so did it piss you off when you saw zero hours watched or zero minutes watched <laughs> on the- it pissed me off because the browns drafted him like i'm like <laughs> it's not his fault that the kid you know what i'm saying got drafted first round and now we're expecting all these high expectations y'all knew what y'all was getting he was in college not doing no he wasn't studying tape back then you know what I'm saying? Like, where's the scouting department? That's who I was hot at. So I'm like, yeah. it's not his, but he was out there. He was, When he was playing, he was doing his job. I tried to help him out. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was a good, but it was just, you can't, you can't do for somebody what they're not going to want to do for themselves. So he was just yeah. a good dude. And I'm like, Brown, we drafted him. He's the quarterback. So what, what, what are we, we going to do here? I'm going to make sure I can still continue to do my, I could do my job, guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's how it was. One more omission they left in the Florida Gators, I forgot to mention, Cam Newton. How do you mention that guy? Um, I know he was on the team 07 and 08 um, and then went on the Auburn, but is there anything that you can mention about Cam Newton when he was at Florida? Cam Newton was my first roommate when I got to Florida. So we we graduated early from high school, and our first day of school was the 2006 National Championship. So me, but uh, me, uh, Cam, the Pouncy Twins, and Ma Black all kicking it in the dorm rooms, just hanging out. This is like our first day once we got dropped off. Like, 
like nobody's gonna tell us like you know what I'm saying to go to bed you know what I'm saying like that was literally the first time like mom and dad like all gone so we really got to really really kick in it man me and Cam kind of just I love Cam because Cam wanted Cam loved life <laughs> you know what I'm saying and the crazy part was he was the backup to Tim Tebow so it wasn't really like Coach Meyer was loving up on Cam. Cam had it kind of hard in Florida, you know what I'm saying? So he he was behind the golden child. You weren't really going to get in. So just, I love Cam, man. And uh, we the situation where he had to get, he didn't go from Auburn. He had to go from there to a prep school. He went to the prep school, won a championship, then went to Auburn, won and went first pick. So his story was great. But uh, yeah, that was, my, that was my roommate. We just had a lot of fun. Did you take any laptops too? I did not. And that's the thing, too. He did not. He, he, did not he, bought, he bought a stolen laptop. He bought he a, stolen, a laptop. stolen one? He bought a laptop that was stolen. He didn't know it was stolen, but he oh. bought a stolen laptop. And oh. then when the, yeah, then that did the switch to rule, and that's how I got, that's how it all got caught up. That's just me being stupid. Yeah, um, yes, it is. It, it always <laughs> is. All right, let's go back to the Steelers. Um, I want you to talk about your relationship with Mike T. Um, and if you have any story, uh, feel free to share. Um, honestly, I just, I got big, big time respect for my T. Um, ever since, ever since our pro day at Florida, he came out to our pro day as he ended up drunk, drafting Pouncey. Um, he said he didn't think I would be there on the, uh, I wouldn't be there at the 16th pick. So he wouldn't be able to get me, but, uh, he just came up to my dad, talked to him. And this always was a, like, it just always was a gentleman, always was approachable, always was somebody that you felt like you could talk to. Um, every time we played against the Browns, I would come to the sideline. He would always just show me so much love. Um, and then just when I got onto the team, the one thing I always looked forward to was the team meetings. Like, it was something you knew you were going to get a gym. You knew you were going to get a nugget. You knew you if you got up that day and just really didn't feel like going to work on, like, a Wednesday or Thursday, and Coach T was going to tell you something in that morning meeting to make you get motivated and just feel, like, just blessed, to have, just blessed with the opportunity that you have. So just – him being a leader of men, him being that guy, man, it just, he's one of my favorite coaches of all time. It's funny you bring up like Pro Day. He came when I was a a sophomore, he came to O State for the Pro Day. And I just remember him wearing these Ed Hardy jeans. And I was like, <laughs> no way a, a head coach is wearing Ed Hardy jeans. And I was like, this dude, he's way cooler than he actually is. <laughs> Bro, Coach T. My brother, I'm so mad that I missed out on the all-black Air Force One vibes. Yeah. I'm like, now you want to buy the whole team shoes when I leave, Coach T. Yeah. Every, everybody was on the black black Air Force because it takes a certain, <laughs> a certain type of person to wear those, right? <laughs> a thousand percent. I don't, I don't even own a play black Air Force Ones in my first pair. Yeah. Um. Okay. And I want to talk about some of these captains we got and some of these leaders on the team. Mm -hmm. uh, TJ Watt, what what stands out to you um, about how great this dude is? What stands out to me is when he first got there, that was my first year getting to the Steelers. He doesn't impose me as just at first, like the most big, like physical imposing person. Like yeah. I was like, man, this dude's about to be the DN going crazy. Okay. You know, like just, just my first initial thought, but Playing the season, every single game, he's going to make a play. His work ethic, you know what I'm saying? His drive, he studies tape. He's just trying to get some some cadence, some little some little snippet of like the snap count, and like it means so much to him. Like he wants to be great. He doesn't do 
too much wild stuff off the field. Like you won't you won't hear about not too much wild stuff at all. You won't hear yeah. about TJ. Like he's just legit. Um, he's a family dude. He loves his girl. He loves his family. He loves his teammates. He just and he loves football. He wants to be the best that he could be. Like during this time, and like you know, Cam, you play so many years, and you have dudes that come in first round picks and whatever high expectations, but they could fizzle out. Like, but you see dudes that you know. Oh, this dude works. This dude, it means something to him. Like, he's not going to be a dude that's like, you don't have to worry about him at night. You don't have to worry about anything else. Just get him to the game. As long as he doesn't get hurt, this dude is going to be, he's one of those guys. He's like a Hall, he's a Hall of Fame type player that just continues to have display excellent ball for years. It's consistency. So with him and the other dude, I'm saying it's Minka. Them two dudes remind me of each other, the way that they like love the game and just football is number one. You know what I'm saying? Like they 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 that faith faith family. You know what I'm saying? But they they're just good dudes that, in their core, want to be the best at their position in the game. And you don't have a lot of dudes that really, at the end of the day, everything they do towards that is to be the best. Like it's no like oh no, this is how about I just go? No, not, that's going to mess up me being the best player in the game. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like you'll literally say that out of his mouth. So. There's just certain type of dudes. Cam, you're one of those dudes, and you have a good. But you you enjoy yourself too, like you like me. Like I love being fun. You can joke, you can play, but you have levels. Like you know, you when it's time to play, it's time to play. When it's time to be serious, it's time to be serious. You know what I'm saying? So just being able to know the difference and like, just y'all are good dudes, man. Well, with Mink, when Mink got drafted, I mean, when Mink got traded to the uh, Steelers, what were you thinking during that? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. You know, I, I don't know. I never know the player until I, <laughs> until I, until I see him. Like, you never know. Me could have been a baller, but then still just, you know, just not been a dude that, yeah. Could other dudes would want to follow. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was I was hoping I'm like, yes, we're getting a baller on the team for sure. But then when we got him, I'm like, this is the kind of dude that we got, like a locked in dude, a dude that's like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna at walkthrough, he's gonna be on his stuff. He's gonna know what to play, like he's gonna know the script, he's gonna know the checks, you know what I'm saying? So 
just a, a football smart dude too. So when we got Mink, I, I I was expecting us to get a baller, but I wasn't expecting us to get the type of leader, you know what I'm saying, the type of worker that he was. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Um, you know, you brought up me. I, I think you know the happy-go-lucky side, but mm-hmm. can you speak to how loud I am on the sideline and – how annoying I can be. <laughs> yeah, though, for sure. But, you know, like, yes, 1,000%. You switch it to a different mode, Cam, but it's, but you're, but you're so, you're, you're, you're serious, you're genuine, but you, you, it means so much to you. So that's why, like, everybody has to, you have to take serious because yeah. you're dead serious. I'm like, what are you, what are you going to say? You know what I'm saying? You're like, you don't, you don't go off on people for no reason. You don't just scream on people for nothing. It's going to be something that's built up. You might get, hey man, you know, tighten up. But then like, if you burst, it's because this dude has been doing the same thing for seven times. It's like, you had enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you don't, you don't just blow up on people, but it's, it's a controlled, uh, controlled. I do scream out loud. Anger. I scream out loud and like, there's no, like direct person and I'm like I hopefully that person heard me scream just so like you know <laughs> Joe what was your first impression of Cam when you first met him and became a teammate with him um my first impression of Cam was I thought he I I, I thought he was I thought he was huge <laughs> big big dude but um the 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 coolest thing about Cam though was on that I didn't know was how much he like wanted to do team stuff like I was the guy for the Cleveland when when the when the bus landed, I set up the dinner, the reservations, and that's where we went, and that's where we that's how everybody kicked it. Cam was that dude, and that was something that I found like I I just loved it. Dudes that have big hearts that just wanna they want dudes to be around each other. Like, dude, if we're gonna go there, we're gonna everybody's gonna eat. So let's go get some good food. Let's get back to the meetings. You know what I'm saying? Have a good night before the game because. Dudes get, get missing, going other places. It's like if you got a good leader, that's like man. And then I, and at the same time, the bills get expensive. We go in the nice spots and not tripping on being the one. So I'm the one putting down the car. Well, usually, and when I came to Pittsburgh, it was the had a lot of good bets. Him, me, my man Cam Tyson, TJ got paid. You know what I'm saying? So dudes are doing the, the right thing, but it wasn't even about the money. It was about the camaraderie. It was about bringing the dudes together. I'd have paid for it every time. I know Cam would have paid for it every time himself. It was just having them dudes, the younger guys, knowing that, man, we got a good bet looking out for us. Now, order what you want. Get your food. Eat up well, but don't, you know what I'm saying? When we go to the game, that's why I'm locked in. That's why I'm taking it serious. I'm eating good. I'm chilling. We're having camaraderie. But when we go to the game, I'm not doing this for the fun. I'm doing this because I love the game. I'm trying to win. You know what I'm saying? So that's the one thing I appreciated from you. I'm like, oh, Cam's that guy. He, he was the <laughs> me. Like, he was the guy that brings it out to eat. I love that guy. Yes. Uh do you have any credit card roulette stories? Oh man, no, no, not not really, not really, not too, not not too many bad ones. You know, nothing too crazy. Well, like it's funny because like we talk about going out to those dinners and like the amount of times we would just tell the rookies like you got to put your card in, and, like how nervous they would get, and you know, someone would try to you know pack up their food to go because they were so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Ask for a little side check. Yeah, I'm gonna just get a check for this one right here. Just yeah. right. it's not. <laughs> I'm like, bro, no, no, put your card. <laughs> you oh, know, I feel like it was funny. It was the year before Bud was going to free agency. Bud kept getting his card pulled last. <laughs> that that was the crazy thing we started doing. It was no longer the first card, it was the last card. Last card. Yeah. So, you know, cards are the suspense. Up. And Bud was like, 
man, how does my car always end up last? We're like, bud, you're going to get paid. You're good. Yeah, for sure, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> 16 million per later, he's fine. All good. All good. Um, do you have any games you remember that, like, stick out in your mind that are always going to be imprinted on you? Man, uh, the game when we the game when we beat Tom Brady in Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh that night game when I had that pick that was huge for me just to, just to you know be a part of a team like I know Tom Brady the Steelers how much they don't like them uh, being able to be the one to get the pick for us to win that game was huge and I I'll never forget that one dude that pick is insane like I, I I've seen that pick so many times but. The athleticism you had to show by catching it over Edelman and then getting your feet back down and avoiding, I think Gronk was coming. Yeah, that was Gronk that hit me. (laughs) I love that one, bro. That was, that's one of my, I think that's my favorite pick of all time. So I'm always remember that play. That was like a Jordan Jordan pick, bro. Bro, I got to show my bunnies. And that's you normally as a corner get a chance to maximum jump. Ah, high point. Get hit now. I'm like, okay, now I got time to get these two down. Woo woo. <laughs> oh. Couple, oh Couple more questions. I want you to talk about, you know, this is one of those things a lot of people don't know. There are players sponsored by Jordan. Yeah. And Joe Hayden was one of them. Like, how cool was that to be a part of the Jordan legacy in the NFL? Bro, it was so lit. Because when I first was like just watching up growing up, Randy Moss was in, you know, then when I got to Charles Woodson was in, like you would just know it was like the creme de la creme. It's like Nike. And if you get with Jordan, you're the gold standard. So that's how I always just wanted to be a part of them. I was with Nike for my first three years and Nike has everybody. So they weren't treating little cornerback Joe any special. So I'm like, man, I want to get to Jordan. How can I get with Jordan? I've been wearing your shoes for years and years. So I ended up reading out to my PR people. I'm like, look, I don't need no other sponsorship deals. If you guys get me with Jordan, your work here is done. Like y'all guys have been done what I need. So they ended up reaching out to Jordan and then he flew me out to Mexico. And I had to go meet with them at the first because they do a yearly. That's the one other thing about Jordan. They do a yearly trip. Every year, all the athletes, basketball, track, football, whoever's whoever's with Jordan, he'll fly y'all out, and then you'll do like a week trip. So it was in some part. I think it was in Cabo. Yep, it was in Cabo. Went out there, got to meet Michael Jordan. Me and Sarah kicked it with him. He welcomed me to the family. He said it would be all right for me to like be a part. And my first time when I met Jordan, I was so spooked. He walked into the building, and I was like, like that. I don't really get starstruck too much. But that one, like, I really, like, I was, I was, like, shaking a little bit. It was a little, like, a little spook. He walked up, hey, how you doing, man, dude? And then he asked me a question, and I panicked. He was like, yo, what's your favorite Jordan? And I was like, the 17s. And he looked at me. He was like, what? The 17s? And then kept it pushing and then just walked away. I was like, damn, I messed that up real bad. I just like panicked. I was like, you know, I really wanted to say the, the 11th, you know what I'm saying? But like, I'm like, I was like, you might think I'm just saying that just to say it. So I was like, let me just say something cool. like the 17s. He's like, the 17s? And then walked off. I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. I hope he still signs me. <laughs> and he did. I'm glad he, he did. did. He the did. 17s. I would never expect you to say that. But I love the 17 because they came with the they came with the suitcase and everything. Oh, and so you know what I'm saying? You were cool as a mud back in the day for school. When I got them 17s, I was that man. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, the 17s, they were cool because they came to the briefcase. That That is a really cool shoe. But nobody is saying the 17s are the I know. The I, know. I messed that up. I messed that up. But wearing the cleats, though, for the season was super cool because then, yeah. you know, how they sent the shipments. We will always get the shipments. We get 30 pairs of shoes a month, and they would send them the month before they came out. That was the sneakers. Yeah. Joe was like, Joe was like Santa Claus in September, October, November, December. He would, all, all these shoes would get delivered. And we'd be like, I'd be like, Joe, you got any 16s? He'd be like, bro, I got you. And I'm like, yeah, the Jordan, the Jordan plug was out of this world, bro. And I'm not going to lie to you. Retirement kind of sucks because I don't get the plug anymore like that. Come on, Jordan, come through. <laughs> yeah, man. Instead of once a month, I might get like every three months. Might get a little, might get a little something. Okay. Well, you're yeah. gonna be on TV now. You're gonna be uh doing some analyst work, right? And I think so, man. I'm trying to figure out a little, a little Fox, a little NFL Network. I'm really trying to see, bro. Trying to see what the schedule is looking like. So, because I'm not gonna lie to you, fam. I like having a lot of free time. I like having. <laughs> I like being able to do my own schedule. So you know, I'm just trying to figure out. You know, you know, the silent investing part hasn't been going too bad. So I'm, I'm loving to just be able to dabble, move into real estate. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of. That's the play, and then I'm trying to see what, what's good with the analysts. Okay, so with the analysts, you got to start wearing J's with your suits, and then Jordan comes back in the fold, right? That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's see? smart. That was a good call. See? That was pretty smart, Cam. That was pretty good. Cam, you know what? For that, for that, you get 5% if Jordan comes back. Yes, that. yes. That's all I that need. Was a great, that was a great idea. That's all I need. Okay, and then... I want to end with this because yes, we, we talked about being an investor. Yes. Talk about StockX and how you got involved with that. Man, it was just a blessing, honestly, because, you know, Dan Gilbert was the owner, uh, owner of StockX and I owned a shoe store in Cleveland and he knew how much I was in the shoes. I was going to all of the basketball games, you know, because when I first got there, that's when LeBron left. So, he was, I was getting floor seats, bro, like two to four floor seats every game for free. And I just wanted to go to the games and see NBA players. Like, it didn't matter who was playing. You put me on the floor, I'm going. You know what I'm saying? And then I was in my new city, like, so I was calves all the way down. So me and Dan Gilbert kind of built a relationship. He brought me to the lottery with him a couple of times, the draft lottery, because they had the first pick. Flew out there with him to go pick the guy, guy Kyrie. Um, and then from there, we just had a nice relationship. And then... uh. He brought me the idea. It was like, yo, Joe, I'm thinking about making like a stock market for shoes. I'm like, I think that might be the smartest thing you ever said. So, <laughs> I'm like, how is there any way that could be a part? So that I ended up meeting up with his guy, Josh Luber, and then a couple of the uh, original StockX guys. And uh, they let me it let me uh, buy into it because I, I knew they what they were doing. They're basically, basically, you know how everybody wanted to be a wanted to be a reseller, wanted to just think like, oh, if I had this shoe, but nobody really knew why is the shoe worth this much? How was it valued at this much? You have a, a stock market that can really just show the average consumer. I got this shoe, pull it up on StockX. How many times has it been sold? What is it selling for? And it's going to give you like a, a market so you won't get screwed over 200 bucks for a pair of shoes. Like, nah, they're selling on stock at the 260 and the person come down and just keeps a, a market for it. I'm like, that's genius because people really don't know. It's kind of word of mouth for what the, what the shoe store is kind of telling you. So um, yeah. he let me get in, man. And I am forever grateful. And this is like, like you said, with, with a lot of dudes, it's relationships that you build and Dudes that kind of like, damn, he didn't need to, he didn't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? He had the money to put up to have the whole thing run by itself. But 
dudes looking out for friends and just having the solid opportunities. But hey, man, would you like to be a part of this? You know what I'm saying? So that's just one of the things that I'm like, not just going out and trying to search for everything, but, you know, just meeting with good dudes that having good ideas and being able to bounce uh, investment ideas off each other. And it's been working out really well because you get in on some things where people don't need your money. And that's where the investment that you need to get into. Yeah. Yeah. You bring up building, you know, relationships and caring about relationships. I would just say, dude, I'm just thankful for you. Um, oh, you're you a heck of a dude. And um, I'm thankful I got to call you a teammate. Um, you know, I was always glad to have you as a teammate, but then you became my brother as we became teammates. And, bro, I'm just happy that the work you've done and the work you're going to do. And, man, we got to hear about Joe the golfer, Joe the football player. <laughs> Joe yes. the investor and Joe the analyst is on the way, right? <laughs> a little bit of analyst, yes, brother. Well, you know, that's another episode of Not Just Football. I want to say thank you to Joe Hayden again for coming on and spending some knowledge with us. Man, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Show anytime, brother. Appreciate you guys. Like and subscribe, and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode.